The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what had been told by told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Humility, docility. These words are often found, whether it's in prayers about our Blessed Mother or in writings about her as well. We often hear about her humility, her disposition of openness to our Lord, which, of course, is seen most fully at the Annunciation when the angel Gabriel approaches her, asking her to be the Mother of God, the feast on which we celebrate today. But this disposition of hers is one that, too, as we begin this new year, that we ourselves can reflect on. There's always a reminder for us in the example of Mary of how we ourselves can grow. Because as Woodsworth put it, she is our fallen nature's solitary boast. She alone among all human beings has never sinned because her son, while human being, was also fully God. She is the one true perfect servant of our Lord. And she did this because of her humility, because of the recognition that in and of herself, she is not enough. She needs another. She needs her God. And this is why her soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord as her great hymn of praise stated. Her soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord because God dwells in her heart perfectly. She is quite literally a living tabernacle. She brings to us the Savior of the world. She is Mother of God. Because then it's ultimately something said about her. And this is something that we should always remember in any dogmas, anything that is said of Mary. It is primarily about her son, not her. And in particular, as we celebrate today, Mary, the Mother of God, this is the first Marian doctrine, dogma, that we see declared at the Council of Ephesus. The reason why it was declared there, why it was so important, is because there were Nestorians who believed that kind of took a body snatcher account of the incarnation, that Jesus started out as just some good guy, and eventually God was like, oh, he's holy, I'll take over him and make him the savior of the world. Or Arianism, which claimed that Jesus the Son of God did not exist until Jesus came to exist in time, that he was something less than God. And so whenever the church looks ultimately at Mary, Mother of God, the reason why it was declared is because they were trying to declare something about Christ. If Mary is just the mother of Jesus, some guy, then Jesus at some point was not truly God. He is not who he claims to be. He is not the Savior the one who existed before all time. And so we see in Mary's motherhood, her motherhood of God, 
The reason why this was declared of her was because the church was very concerned about emphasizing who Jesus truly was and giving him greater glory and the glory that is his due. And this is ultimately what humility is about. Not, our self, not about our self-abasement, us beating ourselves up. But instead, humility is ultimately about an openness to the Lord, an openness to what he desires for us. For this is the example that Mary sets for us as we begin this new year. A desire on our parts to give all glory to him, to be totally receptive, that whatever good people may say about us, like Mary, it may be truly about her son, Jesus Christ.